0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Geeks and Family Therapy. This is your wonderful hosts, Kat LaForgia and
1: Leah Bennett. Hey, you guys. How are you doing? So,
0: Leah, what's been going on?
1: Uh, Besides allergies,
0: because I know we're both dying.
1: Yeah, allergies have been having a special conversation with my eyes lately. I've also decided that good things happen to bad people, because one of my best friends, he's currently stationed in Japan. Hurrah! But... He also just sent me care packages from Japan. And this is supposed to go the other way around. I'm supposed to send cure packages. Like, <laughs> just, welcome just, to. Just accept it. <laughs> yeah. So I got like about a thousand dollars worth of fans, kimonos, yukatas, um, sake, cameras. And I'm just going to accept this because thank you. So... But it's
0: it's all like super kawaii stuff, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Like the okay. one of the fans is larger than me, and I completely accept it.
0: Oh, you're gonna have to show that to me like another time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's kind of get to it because we've been arguing about how long this this episode is going to end up being with all the information that we have. So this week we are discussing video game addiction, um, which we will kind of go back and forth calling it VGA. During this recording, just to hopefully make it a little bit shorter, video game addiction is something that I deal with as a family therapist, because one of the first things I hear about when I go into any home is how the family is dealing with my identified client who is addicted to video games.
1: So before we, so what is an addiction before we say a video game addiction?
0: Um... Well, so now the fun thing is that addiction is... It's its not like it used to be. So now we have the DSM-5. And I, I am looking at the DSM-5 now as we speak. Because, you know, I geek about everything psychology. So when I got into this field, I had a DSM-4. Then I had a DSM-4 TR. And now I have a DSM-5. I still those, have the uh, other...
1: Those in the psychology universe who are do not know what a dsm is so
0: the dsm is the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders created and edited by the apa the american psychiatric association it's how we get our diagnosing criteria so what i ended up doing was kind of looking for um what's called other or unknown substance related disorders because they have in the DSM-5 broken it down so much when it comes to, uh, to um, addiction disorders that it's literally like cocaine, substance use disorder. There is um, heroin, there is marijuana. So it's literally broken down by drug. Um, so I just chose the other unknown one because they're pretty much the same. You want to have About five of the following, which has occurred within a 12-month period. So these are the diagnostic criteria. So it is the substance is often taken in larger amounts or over a longer period of time uh, than was attended. There is a persistent desire or unsuccessful effort to cut down or control use of substance. A great deal of time is spent in activities necessary to obtain this substance, Um, to use the substance or to recover from its effects, craving or strong desire or urge to use the substance, recurrent, uh, recurrent use of the substance resulting in failure to fulfill major role obligations at work, school, or home, continued use of the substance, despite having persistent or recurrent social or interpersonal problems caused or exacerbated by the effects of its use. And, um, Important social occupation, uh, occupational or recreational activities are given up or are reduced because of the use of substance. So those are just like seven of them. There's 11 of them. And I honestly don't want to keep reading <laughs> because that's just what it is for substance abuse. You need about they say two. But when it comes to now, if we go into the Internet gaming, which is what they are kind of classifying the last part as, you need five of them. Now, to let everybody know, video game addiction, sorry everyone is not a real addiction. Darn. Yes, I'm sorry. I know Leah, you you wanted to diagnose everybody with video game addiction, of right?
1: Course. I could get, you know how many hours I could get off from work because I needed to go to address my addiction? That'd be great. <laughs>
0: It is right now in Chapter 3 of the DSM-5 for the conditions for further study. And so they're still saying it's over a 12-month period of time, but it's indicated by five or more of the following in a 12-month period. So I'm not going to go read them because they're the same thing as substance abuse, but instead of the substance as I was talking about, it will be as in internet gaming. So now the problem with it is they haven't... They've said this really couldn't be studied. Well, no, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. It's They need more study on video game addiction or internet gaming addiction to classify it. So right now they are saying that, of course, you can have other supporting diagnosis with it. So depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, ADHD. And I think we're going to go into that a little bit later on in this episode. But right now, the study is they're doing it with uh, 12 to 20-year-olds. Not that they've actually created this study, but this is the study that they want to do. So I know there have been many, many studies that have done the video games and violence, which we'll also get into, but they want to discuss more of where they think that video games are the most prevalent. So they're saying 12 to 20-year-olds.
1: But I'm not 20. (laughs)
0: Well, I'm glad you said that, Leah, because um as of two thousand fifteen, there's been hundred and fifty five million American play uh game players. So these are just people that aren't actually gamers per se, but they play games.
1: And Can you state that and repeat that number real quick.
0: hundred and fifty five million in America.
1: Oh, oh just America. Just okay. America.
0: Um <laughs> And they play about three or more hours per week. And the average age of these gamers, do you want to take a guess at how old that is? 12, because they're all 12. No, they act like they're all 12 when we play them on any type of video game system because they're all trolls, but they are, the average age is about 35. Oh. So any study that's being done with the age group of 12 to 20 is not the average gamer.
1: Well, we also have to... put in that factor that gaming is expensive.
0: It really is. So how is a 12-year-old affording gaming?
1: I think we can answer that with families um addition to that part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um so you get them they're in foster care, right? So what happens when these kids who come in and the parents are saying they're addicted to video games? Or they're, they've been put in a system and the foster parents are saying that they believe these kids are addicted to video games.
1: I get two types of kids mm-hmm. um, when when it comes to video games. And it's on, honestly, it's, it's sad, but a lot of these kids can't afford to be addicted to video games because the foster parents, birth parents or whomever, they're not in, in a position to purchase... RP for League of Legends or gold for Age of Wushu. They can't afford to do all of that, so they they really don't care about things that they can't afford to play with. So they, so I don't get the, those hard console addicts, but I do get a lot of the cell phone addicts and the. I would say it would be more to uh, internet addicts ra- rather than video game addicts in in my field because. Boss parents is not buying them the newest GTA game.
0: Oh well, I hope not because <laughs> that's uh, that's really a bad thing. Depending on how old they are, adults, fine. You want to play GTA to your heart's content, but I I very much bl- believe in those um, age limits that are sent set on video games, and I think parents need to finish uh, like look at them and know what you're actually buying your kid. So then will go into my families. So my uh, my parents, when they come in, and again, I do family home-based, I have a lot of times where they're walking in and they're telling me that their child is addicted to video games. So now remember these criteria I, I've write to you. These kids need to um, be on these video games for a consistent amount of time. They need to not be And not because they're not willing, but they can't physically be able to go away from their game. So they'll get withdrawal symptoms when the internet gaming is taking away. So irritability, anxiety, or sadness, but there's not like a physical sign of it. So Leah, have, have you seen the teenager who's, or the 12 year old whose parent or foster parent took away their cell phone?
1: Yeah yeah so, but that's also because gaming has become the new social media for a lot of these, especially with connections to the um to the world wide web. They use this to connect and talk to each other, so you're not just taking away their games, you're taking away their entire friend circle sometimes
0: Wait, 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 so you're saying they're socializing when they're playing these internet yeah. games. Wait because because wait didn't didn't we learn from
1: uh dr zimbardo that yeah dr zimbardo made this entire um conversation an entire book about how about how the video game was ruining their social lives and they had no way of speaking to each other and They were speaking, and they could not make love to women anymore because they were too busy playing video games. And he low-key was—he low-key told everybody that men are, like, naturally homosexual. Yeah, that did seem like that
0: was what he was kind of getting at. So I actually decided I wanted to print out the transcript from his TED talk, which was only five minutes. So it was bearable on my drive from um, one client to another. I, I dislike Zimbardo. Um, if you don't know who Zimbardo is, he did the prison experiment, which was very, very controversial. And then he wrote this book called The, D- the Demise of Guys. Oh, I'm sorry. No, man disconnected how technology has sabotaged what it means to be male. Um, the demise of guys is his TED talk. I'm very, very sorry. I got that wrong. And and he said, so there's something I'm developing here called social intensity syndrome, which tries to account for why guys uh, really prefer male b- bonding over female mating. It turns out from earliest childhood, boys and then men prefer the company of guys. Physical company. And there's actually a cortical arousal we're looking at. Because guys have been with guys in teams, in clubs, in gangs, in fraternities. Especially in the military and then in pubs. And this peaks at Super Bowl Sunday when guys would rather be in a bar with strangers watching a totally overdressed Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers rather than Jennifer Lopez totally naked in the bedroom. The problem is they now prefer the asynchronistic internet world to the spontaneous interaction in social relationships. So, yeah, that does kind of sound like guys kind of start off a little homosexual or wanting more of the guy bonding, male-on-male contact, which, you know what, guy bonding is great. And I kind of get what he's saying that there's that um that that just instant gratification when it comes to things like internet porn and video games. I totally understand that part because that's part of the reason why kids like video games so much. There's that instant gratification, especially if they have a learning disorder in mm-hmm. any way, shape or form in school and they play a video game and guess what? They're doing great on it. True. So Um, But that goes to another topic that we'll discuss in a little bit. (laughs) There's so much to talk about when it comes to internet addictions and Mm -hmm. video game addictions. But is it really that guys are no longer able to talk to people because of video games? But you said that guys are socializing on video games, right?
1: That's what kills me. I'm, well, for five minutes, had a standing ovation by other men who obviously... Are going to blame gaming for why they're not talking to women, but the gaming community has grown. Women also game; they're also on the internet, despite what the rules say. Actually, there are women on the internet, I,
0: and I can I can tell you the forty nine percent of American adults play video games. Ten percent of the um, American adults describe themselves as gamers. Fifteen uh, percent are more likely to describe... Oh, uh, 15% of men are more likely to describe themselves as gamers. 6% of women are more likely to describe themselves as gamers. So that's just 6% of the gamer versus the game player, which is just who plays more. But 48% of females play games.
1: So we all play games. We all admit to it. It's just that we don't exist on the internet. With the internet, there are no girls on the internet. And I dare you to defy me on that. There are no girls on the show internet? Me a girl, there is no girls on the internet and if you dare tell me differently I will tell you it's photoshopped.
0: But but we're on the internet. I thought I was a girl. Yeah, I'm a girl. <laughs> Nobody knows that we are actually females.
1: Yes, and so we are and the fact that we are socially engaging with other people on the internet is totally not happening and the the fact that for every, from your data, for every one female, um, for every two guys that admit to being in the gamer, at least one female admitted to being in the game. Yes. So you're, but totally irrelevant because guys really want to hang out with guys and they all really don't want to be any, any girls near them because they are too busy playing games and they cannot build any social um, skills because... There are no females on the internet for them to talk to. No, none. Absolutely true. And the fact that there are a lot of MMO RPGs, multi... multi um, <laughs> uh, mass multiplayer um, role-playing games. Mass multi-online role-playing games. I know, there's, that involved... there's really way too many letters. In. <laughs> but because they involve marriage, and a lot of them getting get married on those, but there are no girls on the internet at all. So sure Ms. <laughs> Zimbadi is totally right about this so
0: all right well let's go back into then when when we're talking about this addiction so now um mm-hmm. we said that no matter what if you take away a video game from anybody anybody from 12 to 20 years old they're gonna get a little bit of, a little irritable Let, let's start with one If you take away a child's preferred activity, they're going to get irritable. TV, whether it's a toy, they will get irritable. Let's talk about how parents will address getting their kid off of the game. Um, Now, you play video games on computers, right? Do you play any RPGs?
1: Um, Yes, I've been on more than a few. I've been most recently on Blade and Soul. Okay. Before that... Age of Wushu, and in between that I've attempted World of Warcraft but I could not keep going with that because I wasn't paying for it okay
0: so I I know Mm -hmm. World of Warcraft when it comes to PC gaming and then besides that um, on consoles I did Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts I've done a little bit of Halo and let's let's I'm gonna talk about World of Warcraft because I know it Mm -hmm. so and, and and you can help me with this one. So if you're in a dungeon
1: mm-hmm. and
0: somebody comes in... No,
1: mom, I can't get off
0: right now. B- yes, you can't get off right now on the video game. Why? That sounded so wrong <laughs> when I said that. <laughs> Darn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the issue with that is with internet gaming, MMORPGs in particular, and some MOBAs... Um, multiplayer online battle arenas because it's real time and it's on the internet you're connected with a lot of other people so with that you become dependent and you do become dependent on other people and they become dependent on you so
0: wait you can't can't do a dungeon crawl by yourself
1: enjoy trying (laughs) (laughs) i will laugh and watch because it will be funny but And unless you are level 99 on a level 20 um, dungeon, it's never worth it to do it on your own. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend Um, it
0: either. So let's say you have your child and they are in the middle of Call of Duty. They're in the middle of, oh my God, what's that new one? Overwatch, which is the new love of my husband's life. I think I see him every once in a while. Um, (laughs) Overwatch is another one. It's a battle arena sort of game and there's no real like he can't hit pause pause. button so he has to finish the round to come upstairs to eat or do whatever it is he has to do or he takes a penalty and can sometimes get i guess sort of booted off the game for a little while if he's been uh Mm -hmm. if he does that too many times if he just leaves a, a, a round too many times
1: the thing is, is that with internet games such as um, Overwatch and League of Legends, mm-hmm. you have to dedicate, if it's an ARAM, or Random or metal, um, you have to dedicate at least 25 minutes to it. If it is a um, Summoner's Rift, a normal, or a ranked, or especially a ranked okay. game, you have to dedicate 30 to 45 minutes to this game. Okay, so... and and there is no getting up. Okay.
0: So so you've got a time limit. So if and and what I usually recommend to parents to stop that argument is if you know your child is playing a game, set that time limit. So mm-hmm. it may be a little bit of trial and error, but say, "Hey, you have 15 more minutes." So if, if you're in a game that you have you can have a save point, get to the next save point and then it's time for dinner or Get to the next save point, and then we're going, you know, to wherever. Or um, you have 15 minutes, um, and then let the kid tell you. Talk to your child on. Mom, I just started this round, and it's going to take about 20 minutes. Okay, so then it's 20 minutes, and then we're doing Mm -hmm. this. So the the main reason to tell a child to get off right now should
1: be the house is on fire. Because sometimes that's simply you have to. It's not just. The fact that they're gaming but sometimes you just have to respect that they're in the middle of something just like if you are on the phone and they come up to you mom mommy and you're like i'm on the phone that's exactly what they're doing right now and sometimes you kind of have to respect that that's they're in the middle of doing something they're in the middle of conversing with other people contact socializing with other people and when they're done they should respect your wishes and go to whatever task that they're asked to do. Okay. It's when they go 20 minutes and then it's three hours later and they're still playing this game that you still, that you have to be more stringent with them. And and that'll be addressed in a little bit too.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, But so that, but this is a great lead into the next point because withdrawal symptoms when internet gaming is taken away. So,
1: that would be another one of the next criteria. And I think that's more that's clearer than the other um criteria for internet gaming. Yeah.
0: Well, and and this one is um again, it's going to be described as irritability, anxiety or sadness. So, I have a couple of points on that one. This one is one, if you have a child or you have anyone who has spent most of their time on video games and is like myself and leah that some of our friends are online to play the video games with us and they're overseas Mm -hmm. so the only time i get to talk to them is if i'm playing a game i may get a little upset if i have to walk away from it Or if I was just finding out Some good stuff because you know I gotta get some of the gossip from overseas Yeah German gossip is Mm -hmm. hilarious (laughs) But the other thing is That when you're When you're talking about families And you're talking about children It also depends On how do you Entertain your child or how is A family entertaining themselves When it when it isn't playing video games so I guess with me it's if I come into a home and I find out that the only way the child ever interacts with their with their family is uh, as soon as they wake up in the morning with the mom yelling at them or the dad yelling at them that it's time to go to school and then when they get home and them getting yelled at again about doing homework there's no interaction in the family so The child only interacts with anybody on a video game system. So when they are taken off that system, yes, they are. They tend to be sad because they feel isolated again. So the first thing we try to do is integrate family rituals, eating dinner together, playing board games together, Mm -hmm. or sometimes playing video games together. You know, video games can be fun.
1: I'm taking you out of Mortal Kombat. Yes,
0: yes, but um, again, back to back to my study that I've been uh, like pulling little bits uh, bits and pieces from. Sixty three percent of parents say video games are a positive part of their child's life, and
1: and it's usually does it state the age range of those? No, parents? it doesn't.
0: But okay. it all but um, it does say that fifty nine percent of parents whose children are gamers play computer and video games with their children at least weekly.
1: So, when you have certain generations Mm -hmm. don't really do video games or understand video games, and by not understanding it, they vilify it immediately. Oh, yes. You ever seen the meme where they show a parent, they're like, doesn't your parent always make that face when looking at a cell phone because they're trying to figure out how a cell phone works, and always that one tongue out, like, trying to figure out how do to press this button and call you and say, come here, send this message for me, and you're just like, just press the button right That one right that says "send," right? And <laughs> <laughs> that big button right there in the middle. But they don't get that, and because they don't get it... It's, it's
0: easier to make a villain out of something that you feel is taking uh Taking your child away from the family. So again, so these withdrawal symptoms are easily they're easily taken care of if in a family setting, the family has a way to kind of redirect the redirect the child. So again, my my identified client is always a child. um and my I, I have age, age ranges from four to about eighteen years old. And if I find a kid who is, and I'm not going to say addicted, I'm going to say that they're just heavily involved in video gaming. When a, when the family starts inter, uh, interacting more, you start to see that that child is not on video games as often. So are they substituting them? Yeah. Uh, again, so we, we introduce some type of family ritual. So we have family dinners, which, yes, because of the way uh, this world is now, most families if it's a two-family home which a lot of times it isn't both parents will work so a lot of times it's very hard to get a sit-down dinner with every member of the family so they at least try to do that once a week even if it's just on the weekend but even if they can't get everybody they try to do whoever's home to sit together and talk about their day that's usually a time where they'll say like no electronics at the table we're gonna just talk about what happened today and it helps because one, it gets the kid interested in what the parents are doing. And it also gets the kids to be able to feel like they can talk to their parents about other topics that may be bothering them. Just that simple thing right there is something that, that helps them get motivated to try other things. Introducing board games so that the families are sitting together and playing a game helps too. But it's just, again, having that family ritual just to kind of... Get the kids used to not playing a video game all the time, not relying on that instant gratification of a video game. You know, yes, you're winning all the time, and that's why you do. Why you like it so much?
1: Well, I'm bronze thirty-two, so
0: that means I'm losing (laughs) all the time. (laughs) So, so now the other thing is, so the preoccupation with internet games. So the the individual thinks about previous gaming activity or anticipates playing the next game. Internet gaming becomes a dominant activity in daily life. I wanna describe it to you as this, Leah. Have you ever had a crush on somebody? No, never. So let's let's go with the fact that sarcastic. So Leah, so remember the last time you had a crush on somebody and you just thought about them constantly. Lord. Okay. Yes. How many times do you think this actually happens with people who play video games
1: having crush on no people?
0: having a crush well or listen a crush
1: on a video? I had
0: when I was younger had a crush on trunks but we're not talking about anime we we're talking about video <laughs> games so you get a brand new video game the or you know there's a brand new <sighs> video game coming out and you just think about it constantly
1: well yeah um South Park has a new one that's coming out and I'm, I'm sitting here breathing hard having dreams but about the it the
0: stick of destiny wasn't good <laughs> enough
1: the stick of destiny was why I need more <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so this is the one of the first criteria. So it says, "Note the disorder is distinct from internet gambling which is included under gambling disorder." So, internet gaming is again about the instant gratification, but what part is causing them to want to think about the game all the time?
1: So, is it is it that they're substituting the, the social factors, these instant gratification factors? with gaming or is it that they are unable to function without gaming because if they cannot function without gaming that's the bigger issue than if they can't function with gaming so if they are speaking to let's say let's talk about South Park and if they are fine South Park Mm you complete the game and you move on yes are you is your world ending because this game is over or are you moving are you moving on to another game or are you um just not playing anymore for a while and
0: and this is why the criteria why um internet gaming disorder is under conditions for further study because they can't Mm -hmm. really answer that one so now Tolerance and unsuccessful attempts to control the uh, the participation in internet games. So tolerance meaning the need to spend increasing amounts of time engaged in internet gamings. And in Jedi Council, which is one of my favorite podcasts, by the way, they actually got to talk a little bit about video game addiction. And they spoke about this webisode uh, called... The Guild with Felicia Day in it, yeah. and <laughs> Felicia Day I love that would show. be, I guess, somebody that we would say yes can possibly have a video game addiction. She plays mm-hmm. the game, which would be The Guild's version of World of Warcraft, and and not the one that you just lost. <laughs> uh, and in this uh, in this game, she if you look on her monitor she has crossed out like how many hours, so it says like one hour and it's crossed off two hours crossed off, three hours crossed off, five hours and she's she has that one that she's willing to do so that's the amount of time that she's allowing herself to play the game hmm. I don't th- think that's the tolerance, I think that's more of the unsuccessful attempts to control participation in the game so she hasn't built up a toler- hasn't built up a tolerance where she needs to play more of it, to feel better mm-hmm. about herself or to feel accomplished. She just hasn't been able to kind of wean herself down, which is again, one of the ways we would treat something like that is by slowing, slowly taking them down. If we know that somebody's playing a video game for 10 hours, we try to decrease it. 10 hours is a lot I mean you go to school for about is 6 it, to 8 it,
1: mm-hmm, and you sleep for the other and there's eight.
0: only 24 hours in a and,
1: day so what's going on there <laughs> but my thing is is I think it's the not just I think it's the persistence of that tolerance it's cause a Saturday if I have a mm-hmm. Saturday or I, I keep my Sundays to myself I do not interact with anyone on Sundays and I can put in a full 8 hours on the sims on see, a Sunday, I also might not touch the Sims for another month. See, I after think that. the Sims so should be it's, classified it's, as
0: something completely different
1: because <laughs> you spend four hours. Because just a piece. you get to play
0: God, and I don't know about you, but I like yeah. when I get to play God with the Sims, <laughs> and I get to create one how, from scratch and then kill it.
1: Yeah, I have about f- fourteen to seventeen years of Sims yes, playing. So- under my belt and this was what started me in PC gaming but that's why I say the that tolerance of time is what factors and also um your occupational time and the time that's used to recover. If you if you're not mm-hmm. going to work because you're still playing the game or worse that you played until five AM and you have work at five twenty two. Yeah.
0: So that would be so and that one has to go to more towards uh, criteria nine, which is has jeopardized or lost significant relationship, jobs or educational or career opportunities because of participation in internet gaming. So this is where I start to get concerned. If you tell me your child has not gone to school for a couple of days, that is going to be severe. This is where we're saying yes, that's a severe, severe aspect. Um, and sadly Mm -hmm. enough, this is when a lot of times, uh, children and youth get involved because they shouldn't be missing games, uh, missing school for any reason. Um, here in Pennsylvania, it's, uh, six unexcused absences and children and youth get involved.
1: Oh, you guys only six? New York is down to two and a half, that. So, and so that changes. So on the third day, I get a phone call that they're called that ACS was already called.
0: Things, things will change um, by state. But this is, this is where we start to get concerned. Your child is missing school for video games. (laughs) And again, this becomes one of those, how much of it is that the child also doesn't have another outlet for, what we would call some comorbid cool, uh, cool uh, diagnoses. So, again, we don't say video game addiction is an actual diagnosis because per the DSM-5, it's not. But there, car- there can be other things that can be going wrong, which then goes to criteria number... I think it's like six or seven? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Totally wrong. Number eight, which is the use of internet games to escape or relieve a negative mood. I always say everybody needs a coping skill and using video games as a coping skill Mm -hmm. is great. The question is, is it escapism where you're just using it to say, I'm not dealing with my problems or is it for you to decompress, deescalate and then deal with your problem? Yes, Uh, deal with your problems later.
1: So I want to bring up catfishing with that one because have you ever met someone who just claims to be a completely different person online? Um, There's like an there are a lot of online social social RPGs like Second Life or IMVU where you can basically Mm -hmm. be another person. It's like oh my um, god, I haven't seen that in like forever. So it's still huge. It's still making a lot of money. But there are a lot of people who refuse to identify that there is a real world. Okay. There are a lot of um, domestic violence relationships that are going on completely online. They've never met each other, but the woman is completely dependent on the guy or vice versa. So that would be more towards like gaslighting, emotional abuse. Yes. Yeah. So there is a lot of it and there's a lot of people who I, there was one girl who refused um, Swore that she was... Who is it? Tiny and T.I. She swore that she was T.I.'s um, niece and part of that girl group that they had and would post all of these pictures stating that uh-huh. she was this person even though everybody had already found out that she wasn't because the internet and anonymous is law and they can find out everything if you cause them to of want course. to find out. But these people who completely get lost in the internet or the people who commit suicide or because they believe what they saw on the internet or those everybody's favorite TV show catfish where they there was a lovely episode where the girl pretended Mm -hmm. to date one guy online then broke up with him and dated another guy online and incited the two of them to the point that one of them went and found the other guy and shot him oh my god yeah this this is obviously an outlying mm-hmm. case, but does that affect concern of losing yourself in this game? Would she have an addiction would the, or would those guys have an addiction if this has affected them to this point? And
0: I think in that situation, I mean, that's, that's a lot of information that still isn't... Like, I don't have all the information to say they have an addiction. I would say that it seems that somebody has really low self-esteem to the point that they have to pretend they're someone else and i would say Mm -hmm. that the fact that they're manipulating um other people you may want to look into is there some type of personality disorder that they have that they need to go through this but an addiction per se
1: i mean is it compiling through video game addiction And that's my question for most of these, most of the classifications of video game addiction. Are they really just compiling another disorder, and just coping through video games?
0: So, so if we're going through that, if you're saying that they're using the video games to escape um, or relieve their negative mood, again, I don't think if you're using a video game to cope with a bad day at work, breaking up with your girlfriend breaking up with your boyfriend or anything like that i don't think playing video games should be classified as a negative thing i think that's a positive because you have a a developed coping skill you're making faces and i'm trying to be very serious here (laughs) Mm -hmm. but the other thing is again is it that you're using that to cope with the negative mood that you're in that that sadness that melancholy or sometimes even depression or anger because you could use it to to help you with anger are you using it to help with those emotions and then kind of going okay this is how i felt and this is why i felt that way so processing the emotion or are you using and this is then when i say it's a negative thing Are you using the video games to escape from it completely and you're not handling your emotions? So you haven't learned any way to deal with any type of negative emotion so that when you do have to see your ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend at school or at work or wherever you see them, you're still very sad, very angry, feeling isolated, feeling belittled, however you feel. And you haven't moved past it. So now every time you see them you're still going through that. You're you're still dealing with the um that negative emotion. And and we can both very much say that we've had times where we were very, very sad or feeling very, very misused or untrusting <laughs> of people and we kind of like went into our video games to kind of get out of it for a little bit because in Mm -hmm. video games the only time anybody's going to curse us out is when we're acting like a complete noob and getting everybody killed right so there you go because that's why your bronze 32. (laughs) 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 um but we go through that we get yelled at because we're we're getting everybody killed but one we feel useful because we have that social group Mm -hmm. that if we don't help them get through that dungeon guess what they're not getting through that dungeon if we're not helping them finish with a payload, guess what? That round is completely done. Um, sometimes it's the capture the flag type of scenarios. They ha- we have a team. We have people that we're relating to. We feel useful at that moment, and it makes us feel better.
1: That validation is what brings it. But that's, but that can be said about other addictions. That, that high, from. In video game sense being validated Saying that oh my goodness you're so great You're such a champion level Player and Versus Snorting cocaine and that high from from being. So then it becomes that.
0: one of those Are you getting Yes we get that high from that game Because um, we have that Gratification so now Are we taking it to the point where We can't separate Ourselves from the game because It's the only place you're getting that high. In other words, if you're 15 years old and you're failing all your classes because you have a learning disability that nobody has diagnosed and you just think you're Mm -hmm. stupid, but then you you turn to games and you're able to like go through any type of level really quickly and you always reach like whatever the high score is on it.
1: And so you might want to stay there instead of addressing your school issues. And nobody likes to admit, especially the first time, to having an issue. So they'd rather just go to something different.
0: now that goes to, is there a loss of interest in previous hobbies and entertainment as a result of, and the exception of, internet games? So in other words, if you're in school and you're failing everything... But you were on a sports team. So now because you're failing, you can't participate in a sports team. So you're playing video games. But then some way you get your grades back up. But you've decided you're not going back to your sports.
1: But now you don't want to be in the game.
0: All right. You know what? There may be a problem there. You're living so much in the game that you haven't returned to something that before this you liked.
1: But people also, their are teenage- special specifically wait, with wait, 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 wait. And kids
0: they're what what was that word again okay teenagers? so teenagers you mean
1: they don't like one thing for their like whole teenage life absolutely not and the, the funniest part is that they, they change their interests so often that that our cans is constantly changing for me when I work mm-hmm. with uh, teens this child started he got into an arts program okay. for his drawing and by the time he graduated um, junior high, he was swearing up and down that he was going to be an, an actor and we had to change everything and how we addressed it and what classes he was taking because he had just completely changed his mind because he did not want to stay in this one um, hole, this one square forever and now he's into like the internet and You have to understand that these kids are changing. That's part of what changing is. That's part of what puberty is. And we have to accept that change is good and they might not be into something forever. And they may not have even liked the the sport in the first place. So I may have joined. Mm -hmm. I was when I joined track swearing up and down because I thought I was supposed to do track. And then <laughs> I hated track, and I happily, when they said, oh, well, you've gotten slower, I said, oh, well, does that mean but I don't have to y- be here You know here what I like want? about
0: track? I, I, I'm going to tell you. Track prepares you for zombie apocalypse. What? Yes. No. Do you know why? you want to know why? Because, one, it helps with speed and stamina, what? and then if you're doing hurdles, ta-da, zombie apocalypse
1: <laughs> right there. Well, you know what's really um, smart? Always make... Having friends is good for zombie apocalypse because now you have something to feed them in the meantime when you get away. I adore you, Leah, but we
0: will not. No, no, you're not gonna stay not with me. Be near each other because I don't need you to hurt me. That's okay. You're like, just remember. Sorry. Just remember, oh. I have all the weapons. So, there. So, <laughs> and, and we've gone through a lot in in this this time and there's still a lot to talk about and I don't think I want to do another episode of this because I kind (laughs) of I I, want to do yeah I want to do a lot more fun stuff but we had to get through this what I would love to talk about Mm -hmm. though is that if you see someone who seems to be having an issue with video games that they are so sort of like substance abuse disorder so where they're using it to escape where they're, um, they're they're doing it more often than not they are lying to friends and family about how much time they're playing video games or whatever you want to look and see what's changed in them if if they hadn't been this way before Is is it just a new video game that they're into or has something else happened So are we looking at
1: you know, the reason So part of this addiction would be a complete personality change. I don't
0: wanna say it well, I don't wanna say it's a personality change, but and and, and I think this is where I get concerned about the family in a whole. If you don't know what your child liked prior to video games and you don't know how your child Mm -hmm. is when they're not when they don't have video games other than that they're having a temper tantrum. Then that concerns me because I, I have to wonder what happened between video, the introduction of video games and the fact that your child was this uh, cute little, squishy, adorable, huggy kid that you lost them to video games.:
1: You want to know <laughs> what happened? I'll tell you what happened. They made leapfrogs. Okay. for kids. they made Kindle kids. they made iPads for kids. And so you have a free babysitter. You now have a six hundred dollar one time fee babysitter that you oh and oh my gosh, I have to go shopping, but I know my child's gonna be in everything here. Okay. Play with this. Oh we have a long ride. Okay, so so yeah. So
0: Parents do use electronics for a lot, uh, for for babysitting. babysitting I for hate babies. to say that, but, but you're right for babysitting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but besides that, it's the question of is there is there something going on in your child's life that they're escaping from, that they're avoiding, and sometimes just talking can help. If if a child mm-hmm. is really really far gone with and I'm gonna use video game addiction because I just don't have a better term for it. <laughs> if, if your child is so far gone with video game addiction, there are many ways to help them. Family home-based uh, is, is one of them. Um, I'm not trying to like say we're the best, but we do help because we do work with the whole family. <laughs> um, most of the times, cognitive behavioral therapy is used And we'll probably have another episode where we talk about CBT, but there are many programs which use the 12-step program like AA and NA, but for video games. And I honestly think it was called Video Game Addiction Anonymous, so VGAA. Don't (laughs) quote me on that. I don't remember it uh, completely, but I think that's what it was called. And, and they'll do the 12-step program just like they will with um, any other addiction. When you get into situations like that, the first thing we end up finding out, uh, and I'm saying we as uh, therapists, is that your child was depressed, that your child is also suffering from an eating disorder, that your child is being bullied in school, that the divorce that you're going through is actually very much affecting your child. And, and again, this, this goes through the, yes, there just needs to be a conversation with the family. And sometimes it's just really hard to have that conversation and that's okay. But you know, once that happens, a lot of help can be done and you'll see that children will not need to rely on video games as much. And adults, it's it's the same thing. You have to look into if your loved one is um, spending more time on video games than they are with you, and this is adult to adult, find out what's going on with their life because there may have been a very big change in their life that was not for the better. It was for the negative, and they have no way to process it they have no way to handle it and right now they're escaping
1: and and they, and it might not just be escaping they might be coping through it some of them use their social interactions on there to hash out what this what they're going through and in
0: their and life. and that that's one of the, the the best things i think we can we can say is that you know a lot of times and and this is what zimbardo had said many times in um his book which i don't want to plug because again i don't like zimbardo Mm -hmm. but he keeps referring to these children as loners again and if anything you should know that video games are not the uh these anti-social ideal that parents think it is they think their kids go into their room and, okay, yes, I'm sorry if you have a teenage boy and he's alone in his room and the window is closed, it probably <laughs> smells like sweat and desperation. He might not be clean. Um, but that's because you have a teenage boy.
1: He might not be clean, but he'll be. And
0: then that goes into the whole porn thing that we were talking about in with Zimbardo, but, <laughs> um, but, again, conversation with your child about, you know, pornography and how that's not real. <laughs> relationships. But if they're in their room and they especially if they have headphones on, your child is not talking to themselves. They are not so crazy and far gone that you think they are. They have a friend. Sometimes these friends are friends in school. Sometimes these friends are strangers on the internet that you want to be wary of because as you talked about before, there are such things as catfishing and I like to do matches. Um, yes. my matches with the headphones on and the mic on, and put on the chipmunk voice, mm-hmm. and then curse out people as a chipmunk. It's it's tons of fun because they're just laughing. They're, they they like the fact that they're getting cursed out by Alvin. You I'm
1: not ca- catfishing people and then thinking <laughs> you're navi. Hey, listen, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, <How's> you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you fucking
0: noob. <laughs> uh so yes um but they so yes you want to actually pay attention to the friends that your your kids are making online as well as in school but the other thing is they are socializing still they are still talking to people and sometimes the friends that they have in school that they get to play with online here in i mean online in on the internet are the friends in school that the only way they're going to have sort of a play date is if they play a, um, a video game together. And, and mm-hmm. I say that mostly because in here in Pennsylvania, um, school districts are very, very large and a child can be in, in the same district and be many miles apart. And since there's no public transport transportation mm-hmm. where I live, um, if, a parent can't drive them, guess what? The only way they're going to play with their friends is if they play online. So again, video games, equal socialization skills. So you don't have to be scared about that, parents. But having that conversation with your kids of what games are you playing? What are the rules of the games that you're playing? Who are you playing with? And taking a general interest in your kids' video game habits, as well as their regular life, you will see so much of a difference they will not be spending as much time on video games if you show that you're interested exactly thank you
1: interested but in dealing with that these kids they work well once they know that mom and dad are okay with this but you parents should also be aware of what is considered a safe friend and not a safe friend any friends that like, friends like try to find out, oh, where are you from? And you say, New York City, yay. And then they go, no, where are you from? And yeah. that's where addressed. That's not really a good friend. But there are people who like make friends with um, strangers because they are better, better short term, I guess, therapists for them. To hear well, and, an unbiased and, and that goes party. back
0: to some of the other things that we talked about last week. Oh, well, not last week, but our last episode where we were talking about sometimes there's that video uh, the social bullying, uh, social media bullying. So if mm-hmm. the, a, a child knows that their friends will not be online and they have that ability to talk to not a, a stranger per se maybe somebody that they've played the game with several times that seems interested in their life but this person is not in mm-hmm. the same state country whatever of this child they're going to be a little bit more willing to open up and say this is what's been going on because this person's really not going to judge them and even if and even if they did guess what you can block them so so there's a lot of there, there's that safe feeling of Telling someone who really doesn't know you What's going on in, in your life Just so that you can kind of get it off your chest And if that person is any mm-hmm. Is a real good friend Not by like that They know you forever but just as They're a good person <laughs> They would say maybe person. this is something you should Talk to about your Talk to with your parents or talk to with A professional because it seems like something yeah. Like I can't handle it and, and it's okay to say you need help With this You know, some of the sometimes kids get online and they just need somebody to talk to. They need to vent, and that's what they do. I I guess we should talk about that really dark part of where where video game addiction came from. So in two thousand one, and I'm pretty sure it started before then, but this is where the very this is when it started becoming very very prevalent was in the the early two thousands. So in two thousand one, here in America. there was a man by uh, last name I know was Wooly. And he was, I know it's a weird name, but he was on EverQuest. And if anybody knows the game EverQuest, it was also deemed Evercrack. It was very addictive, (laughs) not in the sense of I'm suffering from physical pains from not playing it, but the type of I I just constantly need to play it. So depending on what version of the story you hear, they talk about how EverQuest he had to, he was spending more money within EverQuest, and I didn't play the game. I'm sorry, this was not my this this was not my game, but he was spending money within the game, I guess to buy gold or something. And um, there was another player that he was playing against called I Love You. So I don't know. Well, not playing against, but playing Aww. with in the game this person betrayed him and this was a situation where the mom so he had gotten his own own apartment he had a job and everything so he was doing everything he needed to do as an adult hmm. and then all of a sudden he just kept playing everquest to the point of he wasn't doing anything else so his mom kind of blames everquest and sony the creators of everquest for for his suicide he he kind of just was started playing this game 12 hours a day, which was bad for him because, again, a comorbid, um, com- his comorbid diagnosis with that was he was epileptic. Playing video games with um, epilepsy is not a good thing because the flashing lights and the changing the screens can cause you to have different, uh, to have an epileptic seizure. Um, and he ha- had been taken to uh, the hospital about 8 times since starting Everquest. So right there he has that he's playing this game, he's going crazy. What mom wasn't really mom kind of forgot that her son also had poor self-image, bad uh, and and just very low self-esteem. So he found somebody on Everquest that was giving him attention. And oh, oh, so again start as. if we talk to um if if we go into it that way the addiction itself wasn't from the video game, was from this contact with this person that he was playing this video game with. When this person did kind of mm-hmm. betray him, he did commit suicide, but that also goes back to what what else was going on in his life that he felt so alone, that he felt so...
1: That without this internet person that he would not... That he could not function. And was that but with that we have to look at all of these outlying factors because Mm -hmm. this is a poor relationship this is a a toxic relationship that's going on on the internet this is this person also has poor self image um, epilepsy and he had um, low self esteem Mm -hmm. so he has all of these outlying factors and it comes And he was using the game as his coping mechanism. And then when his coping mechanism fell through, (laughs) i.e., I love you, said, I don't love you, he no longer felt that he had any other means to survive. But that's a question mom is blaming Sony, but mom, where were you? Well, that you didn't say
0: yeah and and again
1: this is a situation where this is a 21
0: year old young man who had his own place so he wasn't living with mom and and sadly none of the stories really get into how did mom discover that her, her son had committed suicide other than she walked into the apartment and he was dead because again this happened in 2001 so it, it's mm-hmm. it's stories like that where it kind of brought Uh, Video game addiction to the forefront Um, 2007 um, In China A guy died from having a heart attack But it was due to lack of physical activity Because he had played A video game for Many days straight So he hadn't gotten up to do Anything other than Probably pee or poop if that much Yes Uh, There has been again Because Mm -hmm. of sedentary position For a very long time 2012 in taiwan two men died uh also from uh from i'm sorry for from a heart attack yeah so in 2005 in south korea starcraft another one of those very addictive games uh again it was it was a lot of fun when it came out so yes (laughs) a man went into cardiac arrest at um at the internet cafe because he was playing starcraft for 50 hours straight.
1: So okay, confused. but those
0: those are pe- so, those are uh again these are adults who are playing these games for very long uh, very long times and they're this is not that uh it wasn't the video game that killed them it was the fact that they were refusing to become physically active. That's when they start saying, yes, Video uh, playing video games is an addiction. Because 50 hours straight, there's a problem. But now let's go into some of these yes. ones with children. Vietnam, 2007, police arrested a 13-year-old boy accusing, accused of murdering and robbing an 81-year-old woman. The boy confessed that he needed money to play an online game and decided to go kill and rob the victim. In the United States... Oh... 18-year-old Devin Moore was addicted and obsessed with Grand Deft Auto Vice City, suddenly snapped and went on a crime spree on the uh, June 7, 2003. Uh, caught trying to steal a car and was brought into the police station where he then managed to steal one of the police officers' guns. Shot him and two other officers dead before stealing a police car and escaping. This goes back to, oh, after he was, this, this was my favorite part here. After he was recaptured, he said, life is a video game. Everybody's got to die sometime. These are people who are not well-adjusted. These are people who are not in their right mind. That shows right there that they have no concept of reality. That they're saying that that they think that what happens in Grand Theft Auto can be done in real life without any type of real ramifications. An Ohio Ohio teenager in 2009, oh no, I'm sorry, in 2007, killed his mother, um, shot both of his parents, killed his mother after they took away his copy of Halo 3, and he he didn't have the concept that when he killed his parents, his parents will, well, when he killed
1: his mother, that his mother would be dead forever. 13. And how was he? How old was he? Okay, so... A, why are you letting your child have that game in the first place? You shouldn't have uh, bought it for him in the first place to be able to take it away from was him. Halo, was Halo first 3 a, uh, a, One of the... Ad- Halo? No. Halo... Because I don't... I, I don't think
0: it's it, it's one of those um, T for teen games. So, it may-
1: He's not a t- yeah. Um He's not really a teen. So, but the thing with that is... A lot of these concepts are conversation that should be had. And I guess when certain families have to have those conversations uh, over other families about death and...
0: Oh, you know what? M for blood, uh, blood and gore, mild, uh, mild language and violence. So yeah, you can see I haven't played Halo 3 in forever Um, because for some strange reason
1: I thought it was rated T for teen. everything is a children's game after a certain point but the issue with that is when you expose children to things that they are not mature enough for and you haven't had a conversation with them before introducing them to this to say that death is permanent and this is just a game then they come up with this ideology that, that it's okay to do whatever they want and it puts the family at risk it puts the child at risk because we have an entire generation of teens who are 12 and committing suicide and just doing it for facebook live so we have to address that issue of talking to your kids to make sure it's clear that death is permanent and like the consequences of a game are not the same consequences of a of a real life incident you can't just press restart you can't start soft reset and start all over and
0: it's it's going to be something that it's going to be constantly brought up you know again this goes back to as long as parents are are kind of really involved in their trying to in their child's life a lot of a lot of these problems wouldn't be happening when it comes to adults who are having these issues you also Mm want again look at what else is going on in their life uh, I can't go and say that enough. Especially, just like addiction, why did they? Uh, why did they get into using that substance? What What was it that caused them to say that they needed that substance more than they needed a person? You know, what got them into the addiction?
1: So, so how do we address it? Then?
0: Well, as in family therapy, we kind of say let's work together with the family and let the family come up with the solution of how they want to handle it preemptively so if you if they're if the family is starting to see that there's a video game um situation being kind of manifesting you can you can stop that you can um the the recommended time for any child to be on An electronic device is about an hour to two hours a day. And two hours is even like, is (laughs) very extreme in most cases. So if you're saying one to two hours a day, and they're talking, when they say one to two hours a day, they're saying for like television to video games. So that's across the board. Now, if Mm -hmm. the family is sitting together to watch a, a TV show, maybe that's not so bad because again, you're doing something together as a family. But the question is, Is are you sitting down and watching the TV show and shushing everybody through it because you can't hear what's going on, or are you guys having a conversation about what's going on in the TV show? So, so that's that's another big, uh, another big question when it comes to video games. If you're putting your kid in a room and kind of locking them away for several hours and you don't know what's going on, and then you're kind of saying, I don't understand why my kid uh, gives me such a hard time when I tell him he can't play video games anymore. Well, you kind of created that monster. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those, we could help you stop it, but it's also how much did you contribute to making it? And again, this is me just talking about, I, I'm honestly talking mostly about children, not adults. When it comes to adults with this, with this type of situation, we do want to handle what's what else is going on. So are we dealing with someone who's suffering from a, from depression um, and is using it as an escape? Are we looking at somebody who is uh, suffering from severe uh, low self-esteem or social anxiety and this is how they're dealing with that and then ha- handle it from that aspect? So no matter what we're talking about, there's most likely a different um, diagnosis to say that that's being compensated by playing video games. It it's not a be and en- be all end all. It can be helped. It will be a lot of work. There's many ways to handle video game addiction. <laughs> but as long as people again are willing to work at it, if as long as they're saying that yes, I'm I, I want to change this, then it's not that. Di- I mean, it's it's going to be difficult, but it's not going to be as difficult as saying somebody who's court mandated to. Uh, drug and alcohol treatment, and they don't want to quit their drug again. Or this is going to be a topic that we probably talk about many times over, in some uh, some way or another. Many of the other podcasts and Geek Therapy Network has discussed video game addiction at some point or another. Again, like I said, um, Jedi Council did a really good episode. Where they talked about it with um, Felicia Day's character, Geek Therapy. Actually, no, I know Geek Therapy did a topic on it once before. So those are some. Those are just some places where you can learn more about uh, video game addiction. Google has a plethora of information on video game addiction, but again, you want to be. Um, what's the word? That, you kind of want to go in and say, "Okay, I'm gonna look for this." Yeah, take take the information with a grain of salt because not of all salt. of it is mm-hmm. going to be correct. If you think that you know somebody who may be suffering from an addiction or sort of like a substance abuse disorder, but instead of substance abuse, it's video game abuse, definitely seek help. There's a 12-step programs, there are summer camps that are like sort of like a wilderness camp thing that helps with it family based programs that help with it. There are therapists that do CBT for this, so there's a lot of treatment for it. There are even some school programs, and again, this is you have to really know your school and know what they what they offer at the school. Thank you because apparently I can't okay. speak anymore um, but there are some school programs that will even um help with um video game addiction. And uh, they have social groups for that.
1: So then we will look up school help and Google help. And if you feel that you need to go into a program, there's psychologytoday.com, which offers a directory of programs that address any sort of concern that you may have.
0: I think, I think this is a good place for us to end. This is this is a very long episode for us, but we kind of again wanted to just get video game addiction kind of off the table so that we can go on to some of the fun stuff that we want to talk about. And again, as a family therapist this is just something that I deal with almost every time I start a new case. So almost any time I need to meet a new client and I know that the child likes to play video games I get thrown with the my your the child is suffering from a video game addiction so i really wanted to kind of get this out of the way (laughs) thank you all for listening to us for about an hour and a half we are part of the geek therapy network and i'm very excited about that um we are if you go into itunes and look up geek therapy network there are six different podcasts on that no- network and we are there with them. At Geek Therapy Network, you will find Geek Therapy, Psych Tech, Headshots, Jedi Council. What am I forgetting? Rolling for Change. How did I forget Rolling for Change? I really love that podcast also. And Ooh. and I do listen and subscribe to all of them. So you can always look on the Geek Therapy Network. Mm-hmm. We will be there with all of those. We have a Twitter podcast. Uh, a Twitter account now which I'm I, I honestly just opened today <laughs> so we have you can get us <laughs> now on Twitter and that would be at geeks fam therapy so all one word and then we have our Facebook page which is uh, geek therapy uh, geeks and family therapy so if you look that if you go on to Facebook you can find us there Just by putting in uh, GFT, uh, no, colon, geeks and family therapy. Or when you go into the search thing, just go and put uh, geeks and family therapy. You'll find us. How else can they reach you, Leah?
1: I exist on the interwebs. I am Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. And you can find me at LFB, like the buzzer.
0: We hope you come back again. And we will see everybody next time.
1: See you next time.